0: mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply bank of america and a member fdsc welcome to the anxiety coaches podcast a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety panic and ptsd sharing how you can overcome them for life back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about 10 pointers for self-help with your anxiety. So let's get on to today's show. I wanted to do this because I got a wonderful email that I have been saving and because he had 10 tips pointed out that were just perfect for a podcast. These are from a wonderful blogger named Leo Balbuta. And if you have not heard any of his, well, read any of his material, you can see him over at zenhabits.com. Leo, has, I've been following his uh, work for a long time. He's a, he's a dear and has done a lot of changes in his own life. So I wanted to share this particular email that I got uh, from him with you guys and talk about each point in relationship to your anxiety because he laid them out so wonderfully. The first point that he mentions is to say thank you to everything and everyone even to your grief and those who frustrate you. Well, that is exactly what Rumi is talking about, right? When I post that uh, poem from Rumi, I post it pretty often because it's, it's totally a, uh, applicable to what we're talking about in our Facebook group. And the name of that poem by Rumi is The Guest House. And that is where Rumi suggests that you also welcome everything and everyone, even your grief and those who frustrate you. So with our anxiety, we tend to get stuck in a place of having little patience. We seem to be on our own edge much of the time. And that's, uh, rightfully so because we're pretty tired and we've been working pretty hard fighting our anxiety, which is a whole nother point altogether. I won't get into that right now, but we are, want to check that, want to get a little bit of a handle on how tired am I, how short am I, and, uh, could my patients use a little, a a little bit of love so that I can, um, Do this, that I can say thank you to everything and everyone, even my grief and those who frustrate me. The second point that Leo brings up is ask how you want to use this gift of a day. Now, that is a great question to ask just by being a human being and being, having your eyes open in the morning and your feet be able to hit the ground, um, So we want to look at the day as a gift and how do we want to use it? Even if we are struggling with our anxiety, maybe we are stuck in a loop with our PTSD and maybe we've even been having panic attacks and just are fearing each moment. By turning and looking at the day as a gift, we can begin to change our perspective. And in that way, even what had been scary earlier may not be quite so. The third point that Leo brings up is see this moment as the most important moment in the world and don't wait to be happy. I really love that because I have always believed that happiness is a choice. And I say that from my own experience Being able, I still get hit with low moments, and of course, everyone does and everyone will. And so we get to make the choice as to how that's going to be for us. Am I going to choose to follow that unhappiness or that low moment down the wormhole and get worried, defensive, scared? Or am I going to make a decision? as I see it, to be happy, to see the moment, this very moment, as the most important moment in the world. I love that. This moment right now that you are listening, this moment that I am recording this, if we can see that as the most important moment in the world, and we won't have to wait to be happy. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Number four, Leo says, do every task out of love for someone else and yourself. This again is a wonderful way to to, write, to change our perspective and to see our life as a gift you can see all of these tying together you can see the threads the beautiful golden threads that are that are flowing through the, all of these comments to do a task out of love for someone else and for yourself. So putting love into the equation putting love into the recipe of the day by remembering that, we do things and we have a choice about how we do them. We don't have a choice as to what is coming at us, what is happening perhaps to us, but we have a choice and we can choose love. Number five, to make better habits, put everything you have into small steps and ask for help. This is a big one. And um, actually, if you go over and read any of Leo's uh, writings. He's very big on habits. Obviously, his blog is called Zen Habits, but he really is the master at being able to break big projects down into little digestible bites. And so this is a really great point for all of us to remember, to make better habits. Put everything that we have into small steps and to ask for help. So remembering to ask for help is a big one. If we are struggling, we need to remember that although we may be thinking that we're demonstrating with our actions and our attitudes that we need help, others may not know it. And when we ask for help, we are actually giving others the opportunity to give us a gift for them to give us the gift of their love and of their help. So even if you don't do it for yourself, do it for someone else. Give them the chance to show you their love and care. The next one is to travel lighter, pack fewer fears. Well, I love that, right? Travel lighter and pack fewer fears. They can have a lot of different meanings, but it immediately reminded me of my uh, literal traveling days when I would have to pack for myself and my family, meaning the children and my husband. And I did pack fears. I was packing for every possible outcome. (laughs) And being in charge of doing the packing and the luggage and all of that, I really uh, went overboard. And that was out of my fear. That wasn't um me like being extra caring. I mean, it was in my heart, I was d- extra caring that I was going to be able to take care of any circumstance that came up. But the reality is, you can't be ready for everything that could possibly go wrong, for every change that might come up in your travel. So don't pack out of fear. Just pack what you need. And what I learned since then is that I didn't need to be physically prepared for everything that could possibly happen. I needed to know that I could handle anything that could possibly happen. That's where the shift came in. It wasn't about being prepared. Uh, it was about being able to know that I could handle what came up, that I was resourceful, that I knew how to ask for help, that I had a way of figuring things out for myself. So in that way, I love this one, and I'm going to stick with it on the literal side of travel lighter and pack fewer fears. The next one that Leo has laid out here is overcome procrastination by sitting with one task not letting yourself run from discomfort. This is probably the tip that when I read these, I said, I'm going to share these. I'm going to share this uh, email with the listeners because Leo nailed it with this. Overcome procrastination by sitting with one task. Now, those of you who have ADHD or have anxiety that is running your stress hormones and you have an abundance of nervous energy, you know how difficult that can be. So it's important to stop and see if we're procrastinating and we're not sitting with one task, we're jumping from thing to thing to thing and not getting thing done things done. Now there are some people that that is their creative way. And I'm not talking to you because you are knocking things out of the ballpark. I know. And that's your way. I'm talking about the people who, and this would be me, this would be my way of procrastinating would be to do this for five minutes and then go do something else. It's really never getting any of those tasks done. So if we can learn to sit with one task, It is such a beautiful place to be able to be with what is and to be able to cultivate our own depth of of, uh, abilities, right? We can cultivate them by being with them and letting them come up. We can work with them and see that we can get these things done just because we ran into a, a discomfort from maybe a challenge in the project or the task that we run away from it, but we sit with it and we let our own abilities come up to the surface and see that we have these abilities and we can get these things done. And the chief part of this tip here is not letting yourself run from discomfort. That is extremely important. You know, when we have anxiety and we, or we are highly stressed, we need to start with smaller things. But the more you do this, the more you can train your mind and body to sit with the discomfort of anything. And that's why meditation is such a beautiful place to be able to practice life. We get to practice it by not running from the discomfort of just not wanting to be with our thoughts or not getting frustrated with ourselves because we couldn't keep the breath going. We got lost in thought. There's a million different ways to be distracted and uncomfortable in our meditation. And when we can learn to sit there, in a safe environment, in a calm, set amount of time. It's not like we know we have to do this. It's an unending meeting. It is simply your 10 to 20 minute meditation when you're starting out. And you can let yourself sit with the discomfort, the discomfort of the thought. Be with it. Don't run away from it. You're safe. You're fine. It's just a thought. The more you can do that with these small things, with the urge in meditation to want to jump up and get off the cushion and go make a a phone call, uh, go text someone, or to go and even get some work done, or wash the dishes. It's amazing to me when I sit down for meditation, all of the housework that pops up that wants to get done. It's kind of funny that it wasn't really calling for me before I sat down. So sit with those discomforts. They're small, but this will help you build that muscle and be able to carry this out into larger things in your life. The eighth tip that we have here from Leo is one thing at a time. I like this one because we often try to multitask. And of course, most of us have heard by now that multitasking is not key to productivity. It uh, actually robs us of a lot of our creativity and it robs us also of our ability to concentrate and to get deep work done. So one thing at a time, again, this ties in with other tips here. Again, these golden threads, you can see them all tying together. And to be able to sit with one thing at a time will give you the satisfaction of being able to complete that thing, being able to have the satisfaction of deeper work. When we jump around or we're trying to multitask, maybe texting sometimes two people at once, It can happen, uh, or you're looking at the computer and trying to text on your phone an important answer, and you're looking at something on your computer at the same time. We're not giving anything our full attention or our concentration. And we all do this. We all do it. And I catch myself doing it, and I ask myself, which one do I want to really be with? And I go and do that one when I catch myself. And so the more that you catch yourself, the more often you will find yourself not needing to multitask because you're going to remember that you don't do two things at once anymore. Number nine from Leo is see discomfort as no big deal. That's something we talk about here at Anxiety Coaches Podcast a lot. Discomfort as being no big deal. I always say it as, Discomfort does not equal danger, but we have, and we, I mean, those of us who have in the past suffered with anxiety, panic, or are currently traveling that path through life have come to a place where discomfort sets off the alarm in the brain. It sets off fight or flight, hormonal cascade, and we're off and running. And all it was was a discomfort, something that we maybe didn't like. Once we start equating discomfort with danger, there's almost no end to it. Because even smaller and smaller discomforts will be lumped in with the discomfort and set off that danger signal, that signal to survive. So we want to work on this again, just like we were with sitting with one task at a time we want to remember that when we can spot our discomfort and our our, uh, making a big deal out of it we want to catch it and smile because you want to be kind to yourself don't beat yourself up we all do these things and so you want to be kind to yourself give yourself a little smile look at it with some curiosity and let it go say oh That's not dangerous. It's just uncomfortable. I'm okay. Everything's okay. I just don't like that thing or it's just a discomfort. Practice with that. It's a really good one to open things up for you. The tenth and final point that we have here today is ask yourself how you want to spend your one wild and precious life. Because that's what we have here, right? We have our one wild and precious life right here with us in this moment. And when we can be cognizant of that and actually ask ourselves, how do I want to spend it? We can really make different choices. We can see that we actually do have space in us to make those choices. We are not being run. We get to choose. I hope that these tips have been helpful for you because I found them wonderfully refreshing for myself. And I knew I saved this for quite a while because I knew that I wanted to share this with people that are important to me. And that's all of you. The fact that you are here and listening makes you important to me. And I appreciate every single one of you. And now for today's quote. Actually, I can think of no better quote for today than to reread Zen Habits number 10 tip here that says, ask yourself how you want to spend your one wild and precious life. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha.